Mr. Crew 3 Podcast. Everyone else rocking with me as always are my co-hosts Chris and Ricky. Do you want to say hello? Hey, what's up? Well, we can only assume that Chris is saluting as he has no video this week, uh, which is okay because I have unfortunately been uh, working to death on my actual job, so I've not been able to finish the video version the last two weeks. But uh, if I have some time, uh, there might be a backlog of just – I'll double post those. Uh, but, you know, it, it's Tuesday, and I've already worked uh, over 24 hours. All right. That sounds like a very normal thing. It's great. It's great. Everyone, IT work is a great is uh, IT work is uh, a great balance between uh, work and home. You know, yeah, right, and magic, yeah, and magic, and magic. Hey, uh, I was supposed to. They were like, "Hey, do you want to help us out on on Saturday?" I said, "No, I got to go play an RCQ." Right. I'll sell up on Sunday. That's right. I'll show up. You you tell me while I'll ride in on my my horse and my cowboy yeah. hat because Houston, the, Texas. You know, the steel horse I ride. The steel horse I ride. That's right. Never we've, forget. Been staying, we've been staying late at work, but that's just because, like, trying to cram a bunch of stuff in. Yeah. Some clients have been, like, you know, wanting us to just been like, hey, how about you uh, stay a little late, you know? And it's, like, cool. So, but not too late. I, I, did, have a, I did have a terrible day at work yesterday. But that's a whole uh, – yeah. it, it involved – It involves legal things that we can't talk about. No, actually. It, it involved – uh, a bathroom that had been off limits since I worked there. The the bathroom on our floor is has been was, was the door under construction. Open. It was under construction and okay. it opened like this week or last week. It opened. Okay. It's like yeah. finally we don't have to go down to the first floor to use the bathroom and then come back up, right? Sure. And it's like sometimes you could get away with like the sixth floor bathroom, but like if they saw you, right, they knew, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like looked very nice, very renovated bathroom. And I just like walk in and just like water just starts gushing out of the floor. <laughs> Man. Anyways. So so the, the fifth floor bathroom is still not ready. The technology not- isn't there yet, you know? <laughs> the bathroom wasn't ready for Ricky. The bathroom was ready uh, for Ricky. was 30 something years old. And so uh, I, I've had a couple of funny experiences of like a guy delivering a key piece of equipment from my store. And I'm like, this goes upstairs. And he was like, man, I don't have anything to move this thing upstairs. This thing weighs 500 pounds. And I was like, oh, I also don't have anything to move it up the stairs. That thing yeah. weighs 500 pounds. And uh, or I didn't realize because some uh, some lady was like, man, there's like water coming from the ceiling in the women's bathroom. And, and one of my employees was like, yeah, that just happens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a it's thirty year old building. There's pipes right above it. Like we try and drain it properly from the uh, the boiler, but uh, it doesn't always happen. So sometimes water just sprays from the ceiling. I was like, nice. Sometimes it'd be like that. Oozing green slime. Sometimes it'd be like that. I, I enjoy that the uh, five hundred pound equipment United Company right does not have equipment to carry their five hundred pound equipment. So it, it was funny because I thought the same thing, but then it like. It turns out this thing has exchanged hands like six times before it got to me. It had to be uh, like imported into the country and delivered uh, by some larger carrier truck to like the local delivery guy. Who's just I hate it when like, uh, Domino's loads off your pizza order to DoorDash, right? Right, right. Something it's, like it, that. that. That delivery had to check into the savings and it takes time to... <laughs> oh, man. Money over. It's been, a, it's been a week already. It's Tuesday yeah. and it's been a week. So uh, anyone, anyone RCQ? I RCQ this weekend. Anyone else RCQ this weekend? 
I RCQ'd, and then to raise my spirits from the RCQ, I went to a store champs, and then won the store champs. Okay, but we didn't win the RCQ is what I'm hearing. Uh, in round five of a six-round Pioneer RCQ, uh-huh. I got paired against Rakdos with one loss to a one Nate Anderson. Uh-oh. Uh, and uh, I win game one. Hold on, did you say you were on Rakdos? No, my opponent was on Rakdos. Oh, I was okay. on Phoenix. Oh, okay. Oh, you I, lost to Nate. Yeah, I lost to Nate previously, oh, okay. and now I'm playing with one loss. Okay. I win this. We we draw in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I lose game one. We start shuffling up for game two. I present my sideboard, and the deck, uh, the judge stops us and says, we're going to do a random mid-round deck check. Oh. Oh. So uh, after a little while, I get called back. To find out that I have an abrade and a rending volley in my sideboard. And I wrote rending volley, and then underneath it I wrote rending volley. Oh no. Uh, That's two rending volleys. Due to the new rules, which are official, because I had not sided the abrade in, the intent is that I'm trying to play two rending volleys. So, I was given about five minutes to produce a second rending volley. To avoid a game loss. Okay. I did not have one on me. Oh, and no. Neither did anybody who I came with. And the store was a Dragon Slayer, so they don't sell singles. Uh, or even did just have, packs of Dragons of Tarkir. Did they have a sealed Pioneer Rule Challenger deck? They didn't. I looked. I would have bought it just to, yeah. to keep myself in this stupid tournament. So I received a game loss. And then uh, we lost the second game that was the game three. Oh, man. I feel like, you know, the match definitely could have gone either way. Uh, uh, I definitely like that matchup. And I definitely think that in a normal two, three game set, I'm, I'm winning. Yeah. Like, uh, opponent played very well. Um, but I do really like that matchup. So I. Sure. Anything could have happened in a supposed game three scenario, mm-hmm. but we did not get one because I misregistered my deck like an idiot. Oh, it's no. been like eight years. <laughs> it's been 55 years since I've received a deck registration error. That's so many years. That is rough. All right. Well, I, I also, though, RCQ'd. I started off with the hem and haw of what are we playing, boys, because I, I was like, I know all the Houston Rakdos players are dropping Rakdos to play creativity which ended up being the case in a lot of in a lot of matters so i was like i'm packing orzov mid-range i'm just like we're just gonna vanish inverse these freaking world spine worms get out of here right absolutely Uh, but i'm looking around and i see oh there's still a lot of mono white though right so the mono white outweighed creativity the the creativity so we left orzov in the bag and played rakdos sack um and it was a good decision. Um I went four oh two in the Swiss. I picked up a round two or three draw against Mono White. Um it was man, the mono white matchup draw against Mono White. Because I like okay, so Mono White, like we're favored in the matchup, but it's very it's it's a grind, man. Like um so the, my draw against Mono White, um, I think if we had like ten more minutes on the clock, I could have like outgrind that outground that match. 
Um, but that was going to be an interesting one. But um, so the the draw gets mono white. They that player also top eight of the event. Uh, they're a Houston player. They had an actually really interesting build of mono white that I thought was super neat, where they were playing copies of the um, the two drop enlist creature that scries to Guardian of Nubinalia. Yeah, and I think that card was like great with the deck, like having the discard ability to kind of just like save a guy when you don't have any other like Braves or anything like that going on. Great, uh, like I think sometimes White's gonna run out of cards a little too quickly to like make that like super reliable. But I like the scry ability there, and I also like the because you have enlist whenever you play like a Thali's lieutenant out. Uh, you can then just kind of use it to buff up your guy as it attacks when you can't get in with the lieutenants. I thought it was a great include. He was playing like season hollow blades, really like teched out for like the rules heavy matchups. But um, anyway, that match was really grindy. So like we we started game three. I, I remember we ended game two with like eight minutes left on the clock, and my opponent was like, "There's only eight minutes left. What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "I would like to try to play magic and finish this round." You started game two with eight minutes left? We started game three with eight minutes left. Oh, okay. Like, we finished game two with eight minutes left. What do you want to do? Win. Yeah, I would like to play. And so uh, we went to turns. And like I said, I think that match we, like, if we had, like, a couple more turns, because I had Active Cat going, and he just had, like, a couple tokens. Um, so he was kind of just, like, building up an Ardenvale board, but I just had Cats going. So we, I think we would have gotten there. Um, and then I just drew it. Uh, Oh, man, I had this insane... I felt bad for the guy because I ended up playing one creativity player in the Swiss. Uh-huh. And game one, zero creativity is like the top half of their deck. Jeez. And then game two, um, we just had the clamps on them with like Obnix going and just a bunch of Thought Seizes. And they just got stuck with um, Xenagos in hand. And we were able just to force them to discard the Xenagos. Because they would have been just dead either way, so um, I was kind of rough beats there. Uh, also, <laughs> this one I feel kind of bad for laughing at, uh-huh. but it was it was kind of funny still though. Um, in my kind of my winning in round right, my my round five match, I'm paired against Mono Black mid range, and great player, solid player. They just hadn't like <laughs> they had they said they they like take like, big breaks in the in the game and then come back for a couple years and then take big breaks. So I'm, like, playing, like, Eldraine onwards. They have no idea what these cards do. So I, like, they thought sees me and uh, I'm, like, explaining what cards do and they thought sees me again. They just see, like, my Japanese Mayhem Delves. They're just, like, really? An eight? Like, a foreign language card? I'm, like, here's what it does. They just kept me, like, I don't know what these cards do. Now you're playing foreign language on top of that? I'm, like, I'm sorry. Here's what they do, right? Um, so I win game one. We go to game two. Uh, well, so game one, we just like keep the we just the claims are coming. He like never gets a board stakes or either able to like fatal push this guy off the board the board or just like take aether board aether harvester, take graveyard trespasser, swing with it, do whatever, sack it off. Right. So we're in game two, and I'm playing gigantic companion. So my Karizev's expertises are in the board. So I board in the expertises in this matchup, and we're the same thing. He's like, I'm like, he thought seizes me, takes my claim. We draw the other three claims, and then he's at like four, and he he's like untaps, goes Kalidus, 
um, the two, three, aether, aether, whatever. Yeah, aetherborn. Aetherborn, or... yeah, gifted aetherborn, aetherborn, right? Yeah. Plays both of those, passes, and I just draw. My hand is a fatal push. I draw the Kari Zev's expertise, and I'm just like, I'm going to expertise this Kalidus, and then I'm going to free spell fatal push the aetherborn. And he's just like, come on, both of them, really? Get a zombie. It, yeah. <laughs> attack with Kalidus. Yeah, attack with everyone. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it was it was some good games. And then uh, I got a shout out to uh, to Alec, who's uh, a listener of the show, who is my top eight opponent on vehicles. Uh, played a really close match. Unfortunately, he uh, he had more gas in his boat tank than I did in the sec. <laughs> we, we got game one. Game two, I just like petered out. And then game three, I just spent like four turns on two lands. You always hate when your sack runs out of gas. It uh, it sucks, right? Uh, in my event, there was landscapes. Some... Your sack never runs out of gas. Oh know. yeah. Uh, we did have some really interesting decks in our top eight. Somebody top eighted with Asrak combo. Ooh, okay. Playing three Tyvar Jubilant Brawler. Yeah. Uh, which hastes Fauna Shaman. Yep. To go and find your combo pieces. Yeah. Cemetery Prowler, also a combo piece. Uh, yeah, I had to read that one a couple times. So Cemetery Prowler, because it was like, we, we kind of pooped on it as like, oh, this is the one of the worst Cemetery cards. But it reduces creature costs if you exile them from the yard, which is what you need with your your uh, Aserac. Yeah, if Aserac just costs two, then you don't need Kinian. You can just go off with Gwenna. Mm-hmm. And then like playing Coma as just the plan B. Plan B, go for yeah. the big snake. Yeah. Big snakey snick. Uh, I loved it. I thought this deck was super sick, super hot. Uh, we also there was somebody playing uh, Enigmatic who made finals. Uh, they were playing Yorian Enigmatic, uh-huh. and they slowed down the tournament because they wanted to top eight deck check. And they said if everybody could separate out their decks before for the top eight deck check, that would be so helpful. And he just took the whole deck box and just like handed it to the judge and goes, "Nah." And walked off to go get food. And their entire deck was in a uh, foreign language. Every creature, every it, one of creature was in a foreign language. And it, it it's like gave everybody an extra long dinner break for the top eight. Except that was yeah. yeah. Yeah, our top eight was, um, so it was me on sack, two creativity players, one vehicles player, um, one mono white player. Uh, one of the, I'm pretty sure they were on, it was, it's the five color without Niv, right? It's the new, like, just like Omnath light or whatever build you want to call it. <laughs> and then there was one player who was on, it wasn't quite blue, white control. It was like blue, white blink with Yorians. Sure. So that was, that was our top eight. And then, uh, the blue, white blink player won it. So congrats to, uh, to that player for that. That was sweet, sweet, fun little deck win there. Uh, all right, so the rest of this episode, we are going to talk a look at the two challenge top eights that happened, and then we're going to kind of we're going to take our apple juice break, and we're going to kind of roll this locals RCQ talk into hey, uh, people are starting to finish their decks from watching the pro tour. How do you fight them in the local meta? So that's kind of our, our plan for this week. And uh, so yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, you guys have anything else for you to take a look at these challenges? Uh, let's get into the challenges. Oh. 
I did I did take down a store championship with uh blue, white, and soul. Ooh. Uh I just uh I'd had enough. I wanted to play it. I'm tired of living in fear of Carnes. Yeah. And uh who would have known that uh a local less competitive event, there were no mono green players. I mean the last couple of RCQs I've played, there's been like one mono green player. I I know. It might be time to take the deck out of retirement. I played against like a very good Rakdos uh, mid range player. Uh huh. And just won the die roll. Uh went turn two in Sola Darksteel Citadel. And that was kind of the game. It was just like I can't kill it. Yeah. Uh, yep, go. Uh that was insane. And then just grinding out slow advantage in game two with things like Ingenious Smith and uh, shout out to the new Norns. Uh, Wallspring? The, the three drop. The one four. Norns something. Oh, I think okay. Norns guard. It was the promo. Sure. Uh, but it's a one four with toxic one that exiles anything that has CMC three or less that's a creature or an artifact. And it just being a three, that deck dies. Everything dies to Extinction Event even. Sure. Except for that. And that is what won me that game. There we go. All right, All let's right. get well, uh, real deck. Not <laughs> All right, on Saturday's challenge, in eighth place, we have Trampoline Tails on Teamer or Indomitable. Just, come on, Goldfish. No, 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 no. It's important that we there's a there's at least four green pips in that deck, so we gotta list it. Sure. On uh, is it creativity in seventh place? We have maybe next time on Demir Control. In sixth place, we have RNG Specialist on is it creativity. And in fifth place, we have Azax on Mono Green Devotion or Green Devotion. Uh, it's close to Mono Green now. Uh, in fourth place, we have Poker Wizard on Green. De- just after I just said, how long has it been since you see Mono Green? Here they all are. Right. Uh, they're, all play- they're playing online. Uh, third place canister in like I was talking about earlier that kind of um, we're playing Niv to light but we left Niv at home we're just going to play Elshorn instead right. uh, second place we have W France on Azoria Spirits and first place we have Claudio on blue white control so uh, where do we want to start here this one I've been seeing a lot more blue white control recently yep yeah it seems I've... pretty good it's. I think it's got a great uh, creativity matchup for sure. They are main decking Hallowed Moonlight here in Claudio's list. Yeah, I do. I guess like are, at the worst, it's a cantrip. Yeah, we're not gonna. We're not losing to creativity. That's for sure. So when you cast creativity at targets, right? Yes. Yep. And you can't like back out of it like you can with like Collective Company, right? Correct. Right. So yeah, if they Hallowed Moonlight and then you in response to you targeting with your creativity, uh, your combo just gets exiled. So you, mean, you, if you target treasure tokens, which would be the smart thing to do, you could you sack, sack those treasure them. tokens and nullify the spell. Yeah. Okay. All so right, like, so that's you, like you're out. It's target treasure tokens. Right. So, But if you're using like a mutavolt or a fable token, you're yeah. in trouble. It's, it's not hidden information, right? So it, it always... It's, reveal, it's, ex, it's revealing an exile on the top card of your library. So right. Like, Right. With Coco, you could just you don't get to pick the card; just the first couple that you hit. Yeah, and it's it's public information, so it's a reveal there. So yeah, uh, I, Mono Blue Spirits in which, second. 
in second place. Uh, well, you know, we're, we're splashing Spell Queller. We're splashing Spell Queller. Like, we're splashing white in the board. It's fine. It's yeah, still yeah, we got Lantern, one Lantern Bear, four Mausoleum Wanderer, four Special Sailor, four Rattle Chain, four Shackleguys, four Supreme Phantom, one Brazen Bar, four Spell Queller, uh, two Slip Out the Back, three Lofty Denial, four Guy Slate Snare, four Career Session. I think, look, if there's a time for Spirits to come back, it's, and I was going to kind of, this is one of those decks, where think, keep a pin in this deck. Uh, I think this is a great metagame choice if you start seeing Lotus Tick Up, if you start seeing Creativity Tick Up. This is a great choice. Yeah. Why Lantern Bearer? Um, it is just another. It's like a double body, right? I really like tempo right now. Um, I think we'll we can talk more when we talk about hey what we want to play, but I really think that spirits is what I'm keeping my eye on as we as we transition for our next kind of segment because there's a lot that I like here because again I think control is really well positioned, um, but I don't think that. I don't know. I just don't think control can handle some of the tempo decks that we saw before, you know? So like, unless you already have the cards, they're not cards that I really think you should be picking up, but it was really well positioned to take on the combo metagame. You know, I just think there are other decks that are equally well positioned to take on the combo metagame that, that can be played, you know? Sure. Uh, third place. What do you think about canister here? Like I said, we've got essentially our Niv delight shell with four Sylvan carry did, one Valky, God of Lies, one Selfless Glyph Weaver, one Hostage Taker, four Omnath, one Elish Norn, one Extinction Event, one Slaughter Games, four Bring Delight, one Escape to the Laws, two Courier's Briefcase, four Chain of the Rocks, four Fable, four Leyline Bindings. We kind of got like our Niv to Light deck here, but we're just BTLing for Omnath. Um, yeah. We can also BTL for Glyph Weaver or for Tybalt. Yeah. Um, the usuals. It's another deck being held up by just how good Leyline Binding is against Rakdos midrange. I think it's really pretty serious against like a lot of stuff, you know? I don't think... I like this deck. This deck's fine, right? Omnath's good. But like, is this deck better than just playing Enigmatic? Um, I don't know about that. I, I don't, I'm not an Enigmatic player, right? Uh, so I can't tell you this would be something for the enigmatic people on the discord to, to weigh in. Um, part of it feels like it can't be right. Uh, but I'm not pot. I mean, I guess it's, it's less weak to enchantment hate in the sense. Yeah. I, I like this deck fine. Just if you're, you know, enigmatic really wants those enchantments and you do see them quite a few times and you can tutor for them, but yeah. you know, in, in this mid range deck, Hey, look, we've just got good creatures. Right, like we don't have to worry about messing around with enchantments. There's a lot of good value here, and just like you can play enigmatic, well, heck, I can I can bring to light and get whatever the best card for the situation is. You know, right? Whether that's a wrath, whether that's a hostage taker, whether that's an omnath, whether it's a, a seven mana planeswalker. Right? right. Um, if if anybody who's also slow, like I was thinking about the other night, bring to lighting for a Valky to exile like a. Uh, uh, um, the six mana enchantment we were just talking about. Sorry, leyline binding. Leyline binding. Yeah. Now I get the leyline binding. Right. I get my thing back. Um, I think targeting leyline binding with Valky is kind of like my you dream. Can't right target leyline binding with Valky. Oh, is is it not? It's artifact or creature. Oh, uh, see, I thought you could hit other planeswalkers. No. Makes sense to me. Uh, either way, I think Valky's really, really powerful right now. There's still a lot of uh, powerful targets for that guy. And just like, again, going up with it to hit control and stuff like that, 
Uh, Valky's one of the cards that I think is really well positioned right now. You know, not a ton kills it. Like people are dropping their dread boars. Sure. So just a card that I think is strong. Yeah. I mean, also enigmatic in a way still requires a board where this doesn't. Right. Right, right. All your creatures are individually powerful. Um, yeah. I want to be playing something like this, and then, like, Nate and I wanted to uh, 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 play the, uh, uh, um, not Neoform, but the other one, the three-mana one, Eldritch Evolution. Sure. Um, just to go, like, three-mana card, Eldritch Evolution into Leer, and then Leer lets you play again the Eldritch Evolution. Mm-hmm. So then you can go up from five to seven to hit Atraxa. But that's, you know, hey, listen, that's Magical Christmas Land, so. Sure. Uh, all right, we got double mono green decks here, each on that kind of, we're going to, one of them has main board, uh, they're both on main board Cityscape Leveler, which, um, Truth. It, yeah, can we talk about how Cityscape Leveler just cost me more than a Croxa to buy my second copy of? Oh. Oh, Croxa, Croxa, that's an attraction. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, so I only had one Cityscape Leveler, and, uh. I bought a foil borderless, like a foil extended art Cityscape leveler for five dollars when the set dropped. Uh, boy, I cannot do that now. Yeah, you had to match. No, I, I just, I caved. I was just like, <sighs> the regular one cost me like fourteen. So, right. Uh, yeah, mono green is interesting. I, it's, it's so weird for me with mono green because it's like everyone. Everyone's still so pre- prepared for it. Like every, I feel like when Mono Green does good, it's almost shocking because it feels like a deck that just like we've collectively decided, Mono Green, you're done. We're we're done. Everyone's done losing to Mono Green. Right. And then they hit Storm the Festival into Cavalier plus Karn, and you lose. Right. Just don't let them cast Storm the Festival, or from their graveyard, or when they uh, mill it, or yeah. I just think that Karn is needing to get banned. I think Karn is still the reason this deck exists. I'm telling you, I, I think... I Look, at this point, I don't think anything needs to be banned from the format. Um, I, I mean, think, I've got I've got an episode brewing where we talk about that. Okay, well then I'll say it then. But I think if we want something interesting to be banned from the deck, it's Cavalier of Thorns. That's not... That can't be it. It's gotta yeah, be Karn. I think it's it. I think it's it. Uh, so those are those two decks are done. Creativity, nothing creative since the Pro Tour. Demir Control, I do like. Are we on the? So we're on Narset, but we're not on the um, Days Undoing package, which is what cheesy. Do you, think? you think it's too cheesy? Right. All you need is the uh, the Madhouse, whatever that card's called, the land. Oh, um, b- 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 they're not playing. Oh, we're not playing that either. Yeah, Senatorium. Yeah, I feel like that's just free. You play it as like a one of, and if you see it with your Narset, you can lock your opponent out of playing the game. Sure. Like, I just think like you kind of, it's free, right? Yeah. So. And then, uh, yeah, one more creativity deck. So, uh, pretty solid top eight there. Uh, lots of Grease Fang in the bottom in 32 here. Several more Spirit, a couple more Spirits players. Uh, let's kick it over some more of the five color mid range decks. Uh, it's very mid rangey response. I feel like to the combo weekend here. Uh, skip over to Sunday's challenge in eighth place. We have try me try hard mole on uh, model blue spirits. We have Jeff underscore seventh place on Abzan and Grease Fang uh, sixth place VSF on blue white control. 
In fifth place, we have Carnage Cards E-N-T on Esper Fang. I know Chris and I have a lot to say about Esper Fang here in a few minutes. Uh, fourth place, Gravy 98 with five color mid-range. In third place, Runner Runner with Rakdos mid-range. Second place, uh, Critic on Abzan Grease Fang. And first place, Pepe Team on Abzan Grease Fang. So that we out here fang, Chris. Uh, did you look at the metagame summary of this event? Uh, the five Abzan Grease Fangs? Yeah. The Abzan Grease Fang, the most represented deck in the format? Yeah, how many? We were, what, three of the top eight? Uh, well, Esper Fang doesn't count, right? Yeah, but th- three of the five in the top 32 are in the top eight. Right. Uh, I mean, look, Rector's Midrange, it's dead. It's dead, yeah. Uh, all right, Chris. It's time to uh, yep. It's, it's time to fang gang. It's time to fang gang. It's I time I... to join the fang gang. Ruckman, preach it to him. Ruckman, preach it to him. All right. So, I mean, what do you do? You want to talk Abzian? You want to talk Esper first? Let's talk Abzian first, and then we can go over why Esper might be might be the church for you. You know. Yeah. So I I agree with that. So so Abzian fang here, pretty similar to. The the Pro Tour deck list that uh, oh man who piloted that I'm blanking on the name but they um, David Inglis uh, something like that I'm apologies I'm blanking on names here right uh, I've again worked a lot of hours since then uh, but so and let's look at the first place deck list here uh, by Pepe team and so this is very similar to the uh, the Pro Tour deck list so we're on like two scrap work mutt. We dropped our um, Stitcher suppliers. We're just we're on Vessel now for Traverse the Uvenwald. That was kind of find our package. Uh, what what are you what are your thoughts on this? I mean, we're only on one can't stay away, uh, which is fine because I guess we're not we're not on Sti- we're not on Stitcher right. So the odds of having turn two can't stay away into combo kill are already happy. they're already bad. Even yeah. when you have like when you have the setup right, yeah. It's still not as someone who's lost to that in multiple RCQs. They on turn to. two, yeah, that happened to me at College Station in the Lawless RCQ. It can happen to you, yeah. Uh, so I mean, what do you think? Like Scrapwork Mutt, like like we can't unearth it. Is that is this cope? I, I think that the card can unearth it. Like. How are we on Earth? Oh, mana confluence. Four mana mana confluence. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Excuse me, princess. I I hate Rafine's informant. Um, I'm on the record as just hating that card. I don't I don't think it's a good card. I don't think we should be playing it. So I do like me some scrap work mutt in general. Ricky, Ricky. I, I saw. That. Do, you, do you have Do you have a rebuttal? I just uh, Chris yeah. Fang Gang is is life. Everything is Grease Fang. Grease Fang's the best deck. I am joining the Fang Gang. I'm selling my house. It's all Grease Fangs now. Uh-huh. Um, also, Chris. Yeah, the workhorse of the deck, like the linchpin card that like everybody plays four of, no matter if you're playing Esper or Abzan, that's the bad card. Look, Chris, you and Sawyer yeah. can commiserate over over hating Rafine's informant. Yeah, it, yeah. it I, filters, I just... it draws first, and then you discard, and then also it attacks for three. Usually, I don't have a problem picking. If if I'm looking at a hand, and I'm like, man, all these cards are so good. I need to draw first, then I need to discard. I've won the game anyway, right? If that's my problem, like I didn't really need to play that card. I just needed to like a, a, a filler on two, and so it's kind of whatever, right? Scrapwork mutt. Scrapwork mutt's a card I can get behind. 
that I think is a constructed playable power level card. It comes back, does the same thing again. It's so nice we can play it twice. You know, Man, I I didn't think we were doing the bad hot takes episode, but uh, it's like literally worse unless you have one of your four mana confluences in play. Okay, so so here's the thing, right? We're you guys let me finish. Away, just jumped in. Ricky just started making ugly faces at me. Okay, when I can't respond with my have, own ugly faces, you have right ugly faces. Now. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what kind of faces you're making, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying it's unfair. That's what I'm saying. All right, you got to wait till I get my camera. We can make faces at each other. Okay. Yeah, I'm always making faces at you. He's always making faces. That's my secret. I'm always making faces. Uh, no, listen. I I would just say play Mardu. Like I think there's something wrong with Mardu. I think that you get a, a really good two drop in Blood Tithe Harvester, and I think right. that card has been uh, growing on me. So I just like at you green is cool. Fable? What's that? You get to play Fable. You get to play Fable. You get to play Blood mm-hmm. Tithe Like, there's some powerful cards here, right? Like three, so, like, I, I'm just on the like, hey, if yeah. you're gonna play that, go back, go back to, go back to that because, you know, in the, in the world where we're playing a non-blue Grease Fang deck, we still can lose the combo, right? We're playing black cards. We're playing white cards. We can protect our own stuff. But I play that on the creativity side. And I wouldn't say that the matchup's good, but it's palatable because, like, what creativity's doing is killing a bunch of creatures and then comboing off. If you can actively disrupt it, it's not as good, right? So I do like Grease Fang, but I think that the non-blue colors are a little bit worse against some of the combo meta, right? Obviously, you get your dress, but that doesn't always come through for you. Preach your truth. Preach your truth. So in comes Carnage Cards ENTs. Dallas Cowboy loyal fan, Esper Grease Fang. Yes, you better come to Dallas. We're taking you to Cherry World. That's exactly right. We're going right. We're 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 getting the we're getting the the Dallas Cowboys blue fuzzy dice. We're rolling up in our F one fifty. We're getting our cowboy hats. We're going to Dakota's. We're well, going. Chris, Chris is going to like it, but Harvey can come too. That's right. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah. I do. <laughs> That's who you started Twitter beef with for talking about our wives. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, think, I think I just deuced, I think I just deuced out of that one is all that happened there. Uh, but anyway, the added blue I think really gives you a lot of disruption against the combo meta. So having the the ability to combo, still getting your black removal spells, and although blue is obviously not as good as removing removing cards as like a Marty would be or whatever, that's where my opinion, and I think Ruckman is about to jump in on this. Uh, is that Esper? Esper can be the truth. Well, why, why, don't you, why don't you rally off this Esper deck then? For us? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Esper deck, I'm a pretty big fan of. Uh, our two drop slot is also solved, right? We don't have to mess around with scrap work, but if we don't want to, we have, of course, our our curve starter, Evangel of Synthesis, as a four of. We still play four Rafines Informant, which I'm not a fan of, but it's there. Uh, we've got our four Grease Fang. I'll keep a boss. We've got mid range All Star Rafine. So we've got Rafines Informant. So at least Rafine's alongside their informant and, you know, their foreman partnership there. Yeah. Uh, only a three of. I can understand it. It is legendary. I do like a four of it because it just it does die pretty frequently. It's a powerful card. It's kind of a kill on sight. It's got a lot of text. People are scared of it. They can't read, you know, and so they just kill That's it. That's Ward 1. It does have yeah, Ward 1. Is it, yeah. Isn't it wild to think of that we're not playing Legislator anymore? No. This deck never should have played Legislator. It's so hard to double spell. Okay, so the thing is, only I'm the only one who was playing it. I was the only one who was playing Ledger Shredder, and I dropped the Tainage Indulgences because I was like, eh, and instead I played Considers, right? So, like, I lowered the curve a bunch in my version. So while I was a fan, I would stick, like, obviously Carnage has played a ton of this deck, play his version, right? 
Don't play my Legend Shredder version just yet. I, I played with it in one RCQ, and I did top eight that RCQ, but I didn't go the distance, right? Um, back to the deck. That's our 15 creatures. We've got two Planeswalkers and the Liana of the Veil. We've got 17 spells, four Fatal Push, two Spell Pierce, four Thoughtseize, four Tainted Indulgence, and three Vanishing Verse in the main deck there. That Vanishing Verse, that exiles some worms. Let me tell you that much. Right. <laughs> it exiles. I've seen, I've seen Tremors and Vanishing Verse. Deals with some worms. That's exactly right. <laughs> I've seen Tremors, yeah. Yeah, it exiles Shieldreds. It does, it does whatever you need to do. It slices, it dices, it vanishes, okay? Uh, it does it all. Then we've got our one of Sky Sovereign console flagship, and then, of course, four Parhelion due to, uh, you know, Parhelion dose, if you will, yeah. to combo with our Grease Fang. And then 21, uh, you know, Esper, Esper lands here. Look, I'll be real. Like, I was going to Nate's build, right? As much as I, I love the... The WD builds, right? I, I think Spell Pierce is better. I think WD is fine. I think WD is fine. I don't think you have enough fours. That's, my, that's my problem with WD is like, it's great if we have the Grease Fang in play already and can just have the, um, oh, what, the defi- what was the mechanic in that? Ferocious. We can have yeah. the Ferocious, right? Like to always make it a negate. Uh, but just Spell Pierce, we know what we're getting with Spell Pierce. Right, right. You know you're getting stuff. I think I've I've played some spell pierce. I think Nate's played some spell pierce, um, and it's just his preference. I think I think the the big thing is the counter spells really really help. Again, the blue being yeah. there um, do help a ton with the um, combo matchups. Sure. They give you extra cards because obviously Thoughtseize is already really really good. But having an extra couple, just like hey, this is going to put a, a hitch in your giddy up. In addition to giving us a really premium two drop in Evangel, that card mm-hmm. that card is the truth. Also, the problem is full stub denials cost twenty dollars. Yeah, that's that's the real problem. You could just say it was that, you know. <laughs> Look, I'm poor. They, they <laughs> run us out of our of our rental subscription cost, you know. Yeah, but uh, in a few moments, I'll tell you how to help us afford full stub denials. That's exactly that's in the, exactly. in the apple juice break. In the apple juice break, and then sideboard here. It's pretty. It's pretty standard to be honest with you. There's a couple children in the sideboard, um, temporary lockdown, a couple Phyrexian arena, which is something that Carnage was tweeting about. Is really loving. Just in certain matchups, where like, hey, if we're both kind of throwing discard spells and counter spells at each other, it's kind of the what you really want against like control, right? I'm just yeah, going to outcard right. you, um, and so as a two of in the sideboard, you can tell that's pretty powerful. One path of peril, a couple unlicensed hearse, two uh, sorry, one fracture, two disdainful stroke. Another one, again, just bring in, bring in a lot of these in the uptick and control, bring your disdainful strokes. One silence, just good in quite a few Silence is adorable. Yeah, silence where they're trying to get you. $7 card silence, by the way. Um, one pithy needle and two duress. Yeah, I mean, look. I, we're going to find out if I'm a fang player because it was finally time. Uh, I really, really like playing Vanishing Verse right now. Um, so I think it's time to figure out. So many tools in this deck just line up so well against the metagame right now, right? Like, yeah. I really want to be playing Vanishing Verse, uh, Thoughtseize and or Duress effects and mm-hmm. Spell Pierce, and this deck gets to do pretty much all those things, along with playing yeah. a combo kind of deck, um, while having like an okay-ish mid-range plan. I mean, Rafine just beats. Yeah, Rafine no, just Rafine beats. beats. Okay, yeah. that was the end of the statement. I was like, beats what? Okay, beats. Okay. Well, look, I, I'm not going to presume to know what they do in their private time, Ricky. Right, right, right. <laughs> they are a higher level of being than I am. That's right. Can't power uh, that's, that's Sphinx Supremacist talk right there. Hey, Rafine can't get power word killed. Just remember that. 
right? Demon. This is a demon sphinx, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same with the tracks. So you can't power kill that. We're not playing it, but I'm just reminding you. Yeah, you can't charge them the ward for it either because it's an illegal target. Yeah. Unlike fatal push, you can charge them the ward on fatal push, and then go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, didn't have revolt. Yeah. I don't know. It can happen. It'll happen sometimes. You you'll be surprised. I, I man, that's one thing I do with the RCQs is like I need to get better about not just auto paying my opponent's graveyard trespassers. What do you mean? Just like I'll I'll hold the fatal push out with another card in my hand, right? And my opponent will just be like, "What's the other card for?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm paying your I'm paying your ward cost." Yeah, that's what I do. But, I need to stop doing that though. Make sure they just remember their own trigger. Like you get in trouble if you like don't do it. It's 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 a it's a missed trigger if they don't remember it. Gotcha. So I just need to get better about uh, doing that because what was great was I did that and I'm like I need to not do that in the future. And my opponent was like, "Are you going to pay the ward cost?" I'm like, "I am now." Oh man. I think I think my for like my thing is like the judge that I did that against would be like, "Oh, actually, it's assumed that you don't pay the ward cost because you just didn't do it." You know. Yeah, that's what they would do. They'd be like, "Oh, so I." Uh, also, we're taking your firstborn child. I'm used oh, to no. tossing the card. People get confused by it all the time. Like when I lightning axe, I throw the lightning axe and the phoenix. I put them both on the table. And I go lightning axe. Right. This yeah. is my this is my additional cost. I'm showing you that I'm discarding. A card. And that's the cost of playing your spell and not like right, right. because I'm doing that right. Uh-huh. I just do the same thing with. Uh, <laughs> with trespasser I- i'm excited to discard the ward you don't understand sure. i'm like i'm like impulse your trespasser and i'm gonna throw this phoenix in the yard trespasser is the uh the linchpin that makes the uh rakdos phoenix matchup so much fun is that it, it is subsequently the best and worst card in the matchup <laughs> it will let me just like go off when i shouldn't be able to and it will also destroy me yeah all right, well, I mean, the rest of this top eight we've already talked about, so uh, let's take over the apple juice break and roll this over into beating your inner adjusting our, for our local metas. So uh, we'll be right back with this apple juice break. Apple juice break! Support for Crew 3 is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate in men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code CREW3POD at manscaped.com. That's capital C-R-E-W-3-P-O-D at manscaped.com. The performance 4.0 has arrived and oh man is it a game changer. Inside this package you'll find the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose trimmer, Crop Observer Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, performance boxer briefs, and a traveling bag to hold all your goodies. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The lawnmower Ford panel is waterproof and also has a 4,000K LED spotlight. You need a more precise shave. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. That's not all, though. Manscaped now sells beard products as well. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger. The company that helped reduce nicks and cuts on your special place has come to save your face. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. 
First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. I've been making full use of the Manscaped product suite and have been loving some of the best shaves I've ever done, either at home or on the go. Video viewers know how much I love rocking my Magnum PI stash every week now, thanks to Manscaped. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code CREW3POD. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CREW3POD, capital C-R-E-W, the number 3, P-O-D. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Crew 3 is also supported by PlayingMTG.com. Are you tired of being bad at magic and looking for a tool that can help you improve your game? Look no further than PlayingMTG.com. Their website is dedicated to providing you with the latest strategies, tier lists, and news in Magic the Gathering, covering the most popular formats including Standard, Pioneer, Modern, and Explorer. Their team of experienced Magic players is committed to providing you with high-quality articles, helping you to learn new strategies and improve your game. From deck building to sideboarding, our articles cover everything you need to know to become a better player. They also provide you with tier lists so you can make informed decisions about which decks are currently the strongest in each format, and they update their site regularly with the latest news and trends in the Magic community, so you can stay up to date with the latest developments. Don't be left behind in the information race. Join the thousands of players who trust PlayMTG.com to help them keep on top of their game. Visit their website today and start dominating your local scene. And of course, if you were keeping watch over the weekend, uh, they have an extensive uh, bit of coverage over the Pro Tour, which I also, per usual, had a hand in helping with. So uh, thank you to Manscaped for keeping me looking groomed and fresh. And help, thank you to playing PlayMTG.com for helping me keep on top of the Magic game and helping me help you keep on top of the Magic game. Let's get back to the show. All right, we are back for the Apple Juice Break. Thank you for all the sponsors once again. Uh, and be sure to go use that sweet, sweet promo code from manscaped.com. All right, so we said, hey, I need some ideas for the episode. And uh, so I went to our wonderful Patreon supporters also. Once again, thank you to our Patreon supporters. We'll get another shout out here at the end of the episode as usual. But I went to our Patreon supporters. I said, hey, give me some episode ideas. And I think we're going to kind of combine two of them here. And uh, we're just going to talk about, all right, so the Pro Tour happened, and obviously we talked about our, our own local RCQs, our own local events, and how the meta is adjusting, players are picking up Pro Tour decks and things like that. So let's kind of talk about some of these new decks that you can expect in these events, and it's kind of how to react to the meta, how to react to the changing meta around you as we kind of round out this current RCQ season and get ready for the all-pioneer season starting up soon. I'm excited for that. Yeah, uh, I am that's not here. starting until like literal, like mid-April. Yeah, so get some time. We do have some time. Um, I mean, first off, I think Pioneer, unlike Modern, is very, very much uh, deck skill dependent over deck choice dependent. Mm-hmm. I think there are some correct deck choices as well. Yeah, but like for the most part, like you know. Would you rather be, like, the best, like, mono-white player at the tournament or, like, the fifth-best mono-green player, right? I, I mean, that's that's an opinion we've had on this show for, for years now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why, like, man, it felt it felt great playing Rakdos Saki. It's been a bit since I played Sack, and, like, oh, I just, the lines, the lines were there, and we were just, 
we were having a good RCQ weekend. <laughs> we're really feeling it, you know? We're really feeling it, Mr. Krabs. Like, um, I think it's important mostly to make slight adjustments to your favorite deck for your metagame that you're seeing rather than, like, full-on change your deck entirely. You know what I mean? I mean, I can tell you that for my set, my build of sack, um, I took what did I take out of my board. I took out the damping spheres from my board. We just, I just have not been seeing Lotus. Right. Um, I took out the damping spheres, and I was like, "Well, we're prepping this deck for the bottle white matchup. What if we play to the Meat Hook Massacre, right? Instead, and let me tell you, the Meat Hook Massacre did gangbusters against mono white." Right. I, uh, man, I feel you. Like, I've been seeing a lot of mono white in the, my local area, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I've been, I've trimmed ledger shutters to go into more thing in the ice. I've been trimming cards like Temporal Trespass, which, like, in a more mid rangey, like, meta, I would be interested in trying to take extra turns and going over the top of my opponent. Uh, but in a meta that is filled with aggro decks, I don't have the time to temporal trespass. So sure. uh, taking those you know, down to one as opposed to two, playing like a little extra removal in my sideboard and just like prepping for more aggro based decks, right? And yeah. I, you know, it's done well so far this season. Uh, I've only gotten three top eights, but we're still out there hunting, you yeah. know, for the, for the W. Uh, I think I've gotten every other place. I've gotten a second, I've gotten an eighth. And no. I've gotten an eighth. Okay, so no, just just two. <laughs> I, it's the sole reason of like why I didn't play the Orzov deck was, you know, I had Extinction Events, but I just couldn't find Rituals in time. And Rituals a card. Rituals is a card you need for the mono white matchup. You know, right. Extinction Event you can sweep up the the one drops in the Adelaine, but you're still leaving behind like the four four Thalia's lieutenants and stuff like that around. So having something like ex- your Ritual Switch is taking out their entire board. It right. is important. Right. And Ritual Soot makes them... Is it Destroy? It's Destroy, yeah. Okay. Um, I was trying to like remember if one of them gets around... Sh- Shadows Verdict Exiles. Yes, and that gets around the Bodyguard. Yes. And the Indestructible Creatures. Yeah. And then the Massacre Girl slash Languish also gets around that. Super interesting. Ritual Soot, though, very good. Kills everything dead that isn't uh, Indestructible. Yeah, so yeah, I, I agree. I think one of the best steps is if you don't want to, obviously, if your deck can help shore up some of these uh, growing matchups, then do that versus just kind of jump ship. But say uh, players are looking to play a different deck, you know, what kind of decks do we think people should potentially consider getting into? Um, I mean, you can't go wrong playing Mono White right now. <laughs> yes yeah i feel like that deck it's a little expensive right now a lot of the cards have gone way up in price recently mm-hmm. uh but the deck is very very good you don't really have to spend a lot of money on the mana base but like if you're wanting to pick up a new deck to get ready for the next pioneer season i feel like mono white can't get worse uh, there's like no way anything in it's going to get banned yeah. uh like shieldred is already the worst card that could have happened to the deck and we've done fine yeah, I think with Mono White as well, I, I think there's still a lot of ways to innovate that archetype. Like I was talking earlier 
with the enlist card. I think there are a lot of tools with mono white. It's a very modular modular deck. You know, you can if you you see like if you see lotus and mono green in your meta, you can start playing things like tomic. You know, right. um, there I, there are just a lot of card options in the deck that you can. It's a deck that I feel like surprisingly can be tuned to any given meta. Right. Which is very important. Um, I personally think that you should not be picking up decks like Creativity right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now, the deck is fine. The deck is very hard to play correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like absolute like maniacs like Chris and the world's best magic players are able to play that deck correctly. And I think a lot of people are just going to like lose. They're mm-hmm. just going to like slam their creativity on turn five, have like one of their tokens blown up by a Besaju and lose the game. Yeah. Man, uh, Ricky Ricky's a lot better of a magic player than me. And so I I want to trust you. I, I will tell you that I I think that a lot more people I'm a lot more afraid to play Lotus, and I've seen a lot more people mess that deck up than I think creativity. Just because, like, I think there are a couple key things that you need to learn. And mm-hmm. once you have those down, um, you can do it. But to be fair, like, I've been playing decks like that for a while. Like, I, I kind of like one and two card combos. And so is Ricky. Like, Ricky's mm-hmm. the Scape Shift Master, you know? The difference is that Lotus um, doesn't get interacted with as much as as creativity does. Like, the, the, the combo is way more fragile. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Leyline Binding can break your whole combo. Right. Uh, I, in I, many ways. In many ways it can. I hear you. I think I think one of the great things about the creativity deck is that, like, if you're suspecting some kind of interaction, um, you can just go for one extra, you know? Like, right. going for a three, and then if they kill one, you've got a two, I think is just, like, knowing when to do that's kind of part of it. Uh, because the thing is, I think everybody's gunning for creativity. I do think it's still a one-card combo, and I think that we may have to adapt how we play the deck or play other colors like red-black. I think like Rakdos creativity would be a fine deck to pick up because people aren't going to think you're on creativity, and then like you can also play Thoughtseize. So like if people are moving off of creature decks where like your your red cards, um, you know, are more premium because like you don't play a blue for a ton. Right. right, you mostly play it for dig spells. That's what you play it for. You don't play a ton of counter magic. You play a little bit, um, so that makes you better against some of the other aggro decks. But like, if you're worried about being the one in your aggro, you really rather have Thoughtseize because like you can't on your combo turn like play usually creativity plus counter magic. It's too expensive because you need to pay pay five mana for it. But clearing the way first with some discard spells, I think, is a little more reasonable. So I think like creativity could be fine, maybe just not in the in the blue-red version. Blue-red version is great if you're playing against a lot of aggro decks, right? Like you, you leverage that well, and you find your combo consistently to like kill a couple creatures, and you combo on turn five really frequently. You really do. It's not that hard going like one or so removal spells, and then either you hit your um, Fable, the, uh, Fable the Mirror Breaker, or you hit, like, Impulse. You know, like, you dig through so many cards, it's there. Um, I also think... Slight, slight tangent, slight rant, right? Yeah. Because okay. maybe next week we'll be talking about bannings and stuff. I think that Magic's design as a whole, and how it's been changing since Eldraine and since War of the Spark, right? Yeah. Has really changed effects like Polymorph. Okay. Um, Polymorph has been around for forever. 
right? right? And it's never been like competitively viable. It's always been like this super like tier two or fringe, like fun budget deck you could build, right? Right. Um, and it's not like, it's not the deck didn't get be- better because Polymorph is red instead of blue now with Transmogrify, right? Mm-hmm. But ever since Transmogrify has been printed, the number of ways you can play creatures in a creatureless deck has like increased like a million times, right? Right. Like way back when, like you would have to play like really weird bad cards to make creature tokens very beautiful if it was legal tokens, right? To try to polymorph them into something better, and like like because mass polymorph was a thing, six mana polymorph all your creatures, right? And that card wasn't very good, and now like creativity, which was never good when it was printed, right back in Kaladesh. You had like servo expedition and like not many ways to just like make tokens that weren't on a creature. I just think that like there is now a lot more ways to abuse those effects. And I'm thinking like just sort of going forward, it kind of really hinders what we can print big creature wise into like Pioneer, right? Does it? Because we're just throwing, we're throwing Gitrog monsters, we're throwing Galtas, we're throwing, <laughs> we're throwing. Like, I mean, like, just because it should like, doesn't mean it's going. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, we're, we are approaching eventually a critical mass where, like, I can see Transmog, Luca, and Creativity all eventually getting banned in Pioneer. Sure. Um, but Creativity would go first. It's the best of the effects by far. But, like, people have been playing Transmog decks since, like, way back in Theros Beyond Death, right? When it became, like, way easier. And now, like, we have so many things like Courier's Briefcase, which you can't play in creativity decks, but you could play in old Transmog decks, right? Yeah. And, like, I just feel like it's super weird because, like, it's such a weak effect from the past, which now, due to cards like Fable, cards that are, like, just enchantments that make a bunch of tokens and instants and sorceries that make a bunch of tokens, um that it's way easier to like transmog. I just think it's, it's very interesting. That's just all I'm saying. Yeah. I I think this is a super in-depth and in complex topic. Like my easy answer is going to be what I've been telling Ruckman play you some grease fang. And the reason is that deck is pretty modular. Just like I talked about for 20 minutes earlier, it feels like Right, right, right. You have different ways you can build the deck to attack different sections of the metagame. So, like, if you're seeing a lot of combo, you can play Esper because you've got additional blue cards to fight that. If you're fighting more creature decks, play yourself some uh, Mardu and leverage those red spells and Blood Tithe Harvester, which not only can dig you your combo, but can also act as as removal, right, and play it that way. Because, like, your core cards are going to be the same, you know? Right. You'll need some different mana bases, but you can start with one and look to do your other. So, like, that's the way that I would want to play it. Obviously, Abzane, if you want a be- the best backup plan. Right. But then then you want to play, like, Abzane, essentially. But I think the Marty backup plan is fine, right? Like, you get Scrapwork Mutt, you get Blood Tithe Harvester, you can play other cards. Fable of Mirror Breaker is a sick one, right? You can just start making copies of, of creatures. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a deck that I find really modular. So, like, that's my choice. Again, you just get to kill people out of nowhere sometimes. Uh, a pretty decent chunk of the time, but that's a very, very complex answer that we talked about a little bit on, on last week's episode, but that's probably my top pick. Mm-hmm. That's your top Just pick? Of the different ways you can play it. For Grease Fang? Yeah, I would say, like, pick up a Mono White if you want to get ready for the next season you haven't been playing in the current seasons, right? Mm-hmm. That would be what I would pick, is just, like, play Mono I, White. Yeah, I think if you haven't been playing, that's a lot different. I think that, like, 
I do think that again, Grease Fang requires some like how you know. So I, I really like Ricky's pick when it comes to like if you're just brand new to Pioneer, grab right. yourself. There's is there a mono white intro deck or no? The, there is the Orzhov. There's the Orzhov humans list. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, or or play Auras then. Like I, I really think that's a pretty resilient aggro deck. I I I think Auras is like was a weekend deck. I think Auras like is interesting. At least like the Slesnia Auras build right. Yeah. Um, I think that deck. Don't get me wrong. Like it obviously it had a great show at the the Pro Tour, but I think there's a difference between having like a good de- a good weekend and then like having consistency. Because I I don't know if you noticed this, but like where all the Auras decks at Ayuvet deck is a lot harder to pilot and a lot weaker into the meta than a lot of players kind of thought after it made the finals in just like a whirlwind, very dominant looking performance. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think Benton went in with a very spot-on mindset and, like, new lines and new went to mulligan, and players aren't going to have that. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I think something to that effect, then. If you're not a fan, then I understand. Um, but then Mono White's fine. I was thinking of something like if you could pick up an event deck, you know? Uh, if you want to pick up a deck, I say Spirits is a great pickup right now. I don't disagree with that. Now, preach, I don't, on the, preach on the spirits. Yeah, like so I'm not saying go ban spirits right now because I think like Coco ban spirits is just rough. I think we can go play pure mono blue spirits or we can play just like the mono blue splash bell queller builds uh, because how you beat these combo decks, right, is um, you, you land your one threat and you just ride it all the way as you just like Geist, Light, Snare, and Lofty Denial, your combo opponent kind of out of the game. Um, now, obviously, they're going to have a little bit of a weaker time against Aggro, but I think cards like adding a more Nebelgast Herald, and you already have Shacklegeist, can help really tap down and leverage um, some of the... Like, you know, Humans gets a big board, but if you're tapping down Adeline every turn, if you're tapping down, like, their 8-8 Dolly's Lieutenant, it it's kind of the same. Don't let Adeline resolve. Yes, that's the other two. Adeline, or Mono Blue Spirits also the benefit of currently still being like $80 to play, and you can also turn people into legitimate business people. It is also uh, $80 with, I still think, uh, $15 of that being Snow-Covered Islands. Yes, that is true, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I really like uh, the spirits pick. I think I think like hey, being slightly disruptive while presenting a clock is a really easy way to mess up a lot of decks. It's a really easy way to mess up a lot of brews. And again, mm-hmm. if you want to beat combo, if you want to beat control, like yeah. that's where I just don't think like controls my pickup right now, just because it's it was so gone yeah. for a while because it was so easy to answer. They've got right. some shiny new spells. There's some really shiny new spells that I do think are really strong. I think I was the one to point out that late on arms is really good. Yeah, but. I, I do think that a deck like Spirits just always is like, oh, okay, like here's a way to uh, interact with you know your thing. If yeah. I can't counter your uh, Wrath of God because it's uncounterable, well then I'll delay it with a a, 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 a Apollo, or I'll delay it with a whatever, right? Whatever you might have, or a bounce, right. whatever it takes. Give my guys indestructible, even you know something yeah. like that. I, I think one of the best things with Spirits is. What's helping the deck out right now is even though Rakdos is still like pretty good, pretty popular, we're seeing it perform less and less because of some of these complex kind of making their way into the format. So with Rakdos on the down tick, that's another good reason to kind of move into spirits. Yep. Oh yeah. Take advantage when Rakdos is on the down tick. That's right. Pick up your fables now. Don't do that. This is not financial advice. 
This is not financial advice. Pick up your staples now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> send them to me. Pick up your we crew. Sent them to them. We sent them to our Patreon members, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, I, we yeah. I, we, I sent I sent patrons too when they were, I got them for like a dollar a piece. Let's right. convert this into our Patreon pitch because Ruckman yeah. is getting sleepy and I've seen him fall asleep on the camera. <laughs> uh, you call me sleepy. I'm no. calling you sleepy is what I'm calling you. Oh, no. Uh, we are not AID fake presidents, unfortunately. But I, I mess around. There might be there might be some AID fake magic playing presidents soon. There we go. Um, anyway, so we, of course, had those wonderful sponsors earlier, Manscaped.com and playing MTG. But we are, of course, supported by our wonderful well Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. We've got several tiers available. And for our listeners at home, I will tell you that the February swag bags have gone in the mail today. So be on the lookout for them. Now, I have heard from several people that they haven't gotten the January swag bags yet. So I just want to take a minute to say uh, they did get sent out late into kind of like the first week or so of February. And then we got hit with like all that awful weather. And then now the rest of the country is getting awful weather. So I'm hoping they're just being severely delayed getting to people. So I would say if either not this next episode but the episode after this or if you get your february swag bag before the january one please reach out to me and we'll figure out a way to make it right for you guys either give you some sort of refund or give you guys a, uh, a make good swag bag we'll figure it out i want to make sure everyone is covered for for what they pay us for right uh right. we we, we want to make sure everyone's happy everyone's getting what they're what they're paying for and uh because obviously we're, we're all about our community here and we want to make sure you guys are getting what uh, was promised to you. So uh, I can spin that pot. I can. Uh, I got some cards sitting around and access yeah. to uh, shipping for a little bit here. So well, uh, uh, yeah. we don't see it. Let me know. Daddy Chris will step in. Yeah. Oh. The oh. oh, big daddy Warbucks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's patreon.com slash crew three MTG. Those other things, those great tunes available. Um, I think we have a fun uh, exclusive for this month based on one of these suggestions for this episode where we're going to talk about Lorcana and again, firmly dunk those Disney nerds into the ground thinking this is a children's card game, but no, 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 no. This is a man's card game. This is a competitive card game. Uh, anyway, but every tier of patron does get access to our Patreon exclusive channel. And you can also get access to the Patreon mailbag for you to ask questions. We'll answer on the show that may sound something like this. This comes from Bridger who asks, if you were to remove the restriction of being able to play more than four of a given copy of a land, how would that affect how you would build mana bases? <sighs> 24 Mutavault. 24 Mutavault? Yeah, and whatever aggressive artifact creatures I can find. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I like 24 yeah. Mutavault. I, I'm, I'm on like the uh, 24 secluded courtyard. Well, just try and we're and we're playing humans, like you know what I'm saying, yeah. like oh, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, like cheese strats aside, I think the way the pioneer mana base is right right now, right? We don't have fetch lands, and I I think that every land kind of has its purpose, right? Like you need land, you need dual lands to come untapped in the early game. You you can't really play like ten shock lands, right? Like you're just gonna die. No, but you can play more than four. Sure. I, I think, like, we'd see, like, one or two extra shot No, plans. we can't do this because you'd play, like, ten Lotus Field in your Lotus deck. Yeah. Or, like, ten Thespian Stage or something. I don't know. Sure. 
I, I, I'm just saying, like, given decks aside, like if we're just going to play like kind of like a fair game with just like, oh, I can play more dual lands, right? I sure. I think it is interesting because it's like, um, obviously, yeah, there's more cheese. You play right? pathways. You play something like that, you know? Maybe. Man, I think the Omnath to Light deck gets better if you get to play eight faithful oh, paths. Omnath to Light definitely gets better, right? Yeah, like you, you just up your you up your basics by one each, and you play eight fabled passages. Yeah, but uh, so for no fetch lands, huh? Yeah, so much for no fetch every, lands. Every day we're shuffling. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, uh, we play like Yorian Pile with like sixty mutavolts. Yorian Pile with sixty mutavolts? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna like Yuri pile with more like dual lands that are also planes. We'll play like or our lay lay arm lay down arms. Lay down arms. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we can play uh you know, twenty six Valakut the Molten Pinnacle. Get him. I don't know. Yeah. I <laughs> just uh I I think it's definitely gotta be like being able to play some sort of colorless or one color aggro deck. And just getting to play more mutavolts would be busted. Yeah, that's what would break it for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be like the shrapnel blast red deck, but legitimately playing like ten mutavolts. Yeah. We're playing like Bomat couriers. We're playing like things like that, and we're shrapnel yeah. blasting, and we're playing mutavolts. That's things. I think. I think it just would be broken, right? Like we would just play all the indestructible artifact lands that we could. You know, like however you do it, there's just certain we'd decks. Lose to Karn. It'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, true. We'd play yeah, all we'll... Dark Seal Citadels. Does Karn shut down Citadel still? Yeah. Does it? Karn, Karn says... Does Karn not care if it's a mana ability? No, he doesn't care if it's a mana oh, ability. Funny. That's why Linval is so good. That's why Mice Against Lattice is banned in Modern. Oh, Because yeah. you could Karn into Mice Against Lattice and the game ended. Your opponent's oh, yeah. lands don't do anything anymore. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> hmm. Mm. Great interactive format, huh? Great. <laughs> I love. Oh, speaking, you, you don't need to play mana modern, for your spells anymore. We totally forgot to talk about the landfill find of six pallets of Modern Horizons 2. I think that's fake. All the updates I've fake. seen on it have been fake. Yeah. They keep it's, finding stupider and stupider things. Also, they don't let people just walk around landfills. If it's a public landfill, they can. Like, they can't. They can't like stop people. Like they can't take pictures of like, dangerous. oh, it wasn't just Modern Horizons two cards; it was Unfinity cards. Here's a picture of a pack that I clearly opened from the back very carefully and placed on the dirt face up so you could read exactly what the set was. You know, and okay. I was like, all right, I, I don't believe it. We still also believe that the warehouse find of Legends is fake, right? Like we're still on that train as no, well. No, I, I believe that's real. What they never yeah. show the video proof. They said they have all this opening them. Yeah, they showed us opening them, but they didn't show them like the. They didn't show us the warehouse they came from. I don't believe that they like. I don't believe that they found them. Like, oh man, we didn't know we had these here. They I said they, they did. They said they all went to. They said they went to this warehouse and just saw this warehouse with all this legends. Probably they said they had video of them picking it up at the warehouse. Well, whatever. I think that's real. Do you think Wizards has their ish together enough to know where they left their legends cards? No, but I think they have the ish together to print more and lie to us. Have you watched <laughs> Legend? There's like okay, for one, the the greatest joke, the easiest joke, right? Yeah. Was like it can't be fake because the card quality is good. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. The people who opened them were like, yeah, the card quality is actually good. These are real. Yeah, uh, but then you have you have Blake who's like, I don't remember what I opened. If you open Legends packs, I think you remember what you opened. I um, opened Legends packs like ten years ago and remember those cards. 
Let me tell you, as somebody who used to open up like a case for a magic shop every set, right? Okay, yeah. You know, you don't remember really what you open. Yeah, yeah you remember standard like, sets. You would remember if you got a, a, a case of alpha and were opening it up. That's true. But, I mean, like, it became a job to open up that many, like, a pallet of legends, right? I'm just saying. I I, I believe that. I don't believe the landfill. Hashtag um, release the legends cut. You know, uh, Project Bluebeam is real. No, it's not. <laughs> Have you heard about all that nonsense? No, what's I don't want to hear Bluebeam? about it. Oh, man. Next episode. No, it's, okay. a, it's a next episode thing. Okay. I, uh, I do want to quickly rant that I made a terrible discovery today, or recently. Okay. I found out that Shota Yasoka, Magic Hall of Fame player. Doesn't play Magic? Um, He made his own card game. What? Yeah, he designed a card game that's really big in Japan. What game? It's called We Cross. <laughs> and then it, it's literally battling idols. <laughs> Hell yes, Shota. You have, you have E-Rigs, or L-Rigs is the name of the cards, which is just the word girl backwards. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and you level up your L-Rigs. Oh, no. And attack each other. And supposedly it's very competitive and fun. Uh, but I looked at it and I was like, mm-mm. Uh, we can't play this game. Not in 2023. I, in now, now, now that's going to recap, like contextualize me watching the Pro Tour footage back and just seeing this Shota just like dead stay staring at his opponents. Meanwhile, I know there's just Hatsune Miku up here. Exactly. Exactly. No, he's, he's trying to visualize his opponent as the next waifu card. You know, right, right, right. That's what it is. <sighs> and then, like, yeah, you get to play special bonus team like beach portrait cards if you play like all idols of the right crew and stuff like that. I wa- I've I've watched a few tutorials. Apparently uh, so. <laughs> Apparently so. Well, because like I, I learned that he made the, a game, right? Because I was looking into Battle Spirits, oh, uh-huh. and somebody was like, in other popular Japanese games made by Shota Yasoka, Magic Hall of Famer, and it's just like, here it is. Well, if you saw what it was, you had to download the entire set uh-huh. into a PDF file. I've actually already bought 37 booster boxes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, hold on. I've mentioned this- playing WeCross.com. It's the uh, it's the. Hold screen- on, is that, is that available? I need to add it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the screensaver on all of Ricky's technological devices. Uh, hold on, now we can get Nate to buy this. If we tell them there are fake characters in it. Are there fake characters? <laughs> in it? There are not fake characters in it. Oh man! Uh, all right, that's a good episode. Let's go uh, to bed. All right, we will talk to you all next episode. Where can everyone find you on the socials? Hey, you can find me on the tweeters at it's underscore Christmas. Christmas has no T. You can find me on Twitter, at also Steve. I promise I'll get back to streaming on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash crew3mtg. Notice he didn't say he's going to come back to the progression series. And of course, I'm going to do it. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'll, I'll see that. I'll see what happens. All right. Uh, and of course, you can find me at Crew Three Podcast, where I'm going to start talking about WeChat. What is it? We WeChat? We WeChat? We cross? We cross. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be the number one WeCross player, and, <laughs> and then I'll become the number one Lorcana player. And uh, when, I, when I don't care about magic, you can see me talking about Warhammer stuff. Uh, so, yeah, so go check us all out there. And, of course, uh, I'm hoping I stop working so much so I can get back to editing the video episodes. But until then, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.